Yo, it's Mr. Vegas, I got a lock to Madison Gay. And I kill them with the no. Tell them Madison Gay says so. Turn it up. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Madison J Show. I am so excited. Well, first and foremost, Happy New Year! I know, I'm so excited. 2015, so amazing. First show of the year, and I am so excited to have these amazing guests for you guys. Um, as always, I have a phenomenal, phenomenal lineup. I'm actually going to introduce you guys to my co-host this time, uh, Just Win, W-I-N, and he is definitely a character. So guys, get familiar with him. I'm going to introduce him in my new segment called Let's Talk. And joining us is Azeem from the Huffington Post. And uh, something tells me that these guys together is going to be uh, pretty interesting. Um, I have someone from Madam Noir stopping by. I have my new segment, FBF, and all these other little goodies. And you know I have to close the show with the Positive Affirmation Series. Uh, so you guys keep it locked right here on the Madison J Show. Hey, J-Dolls. Do you feel overwhelmed with managing your digital presence? All those long work days leaving you slacking and not seeing growth on your social media accounts? Do you need help with content management and branding? Well, email me today for your free consultation at talktomadisonjaye at gmail.com. Oh my God, did you see what she was wearing? Well, I heard this. I heard that. The Dish with Madison J. Right now we are in your favorite segment, The Dish. Uh, That hot, juicy celebrity gossip. And I promise you today, we're going to make it hot. (laughs) That's one thing I definitely promise. But as always, uh, when I do The Dish, I don't like to do it alone because, you know, I am the oldest of seven kids. So I, I think I have, like, uh, issues. I always want to be with somebody when I do stuff. So I've brought you guys another phenomenal uh, journalist. Her name is Jasmine, and she just does so much. Uh, so, Jasmine, tell the people just a little bit about what you do. Well, hi, everyone. Thank you so much for inviting me, Madison. Um, I'm Jasmine Rogers. I'm currently the news writer for MadamNoir.com. And it's a women entertainment and lifestyle website. Mm-hmm. Uh, we do a lot of entertainment news. That's mostly what I do. So, yeah. Ready to it, jump in. <laughs> no, because Jasmine, I think what, what she does is phenomenal. And, you know, she she also, she's the reason I did a, a few events. She is amazing at what she does. I read her articles all the time. And, guys, she is, she's great. You're great with words. Aw, thank you. always you. got some good stories. You always got great stories. So, a little birdie told me you brought some, some juicy topics with you today. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> so, first things first, uh, Nicki Minaj has always been pretty private with her relationship. She's mm-hmm. never really claimed her, you know, significant other, Safari Samuels, until they broke up recently. Mm-hmm. So, it's been 12 years. And all of a sudden, we see that he's gotten a tattoo removed. There's been a bunch of, you know, craziness. So they finally have acknowledged that things are over. Ouch. And things have things have gotten so bad that the two started taking subliminal jabs at one another on Twitter. So there's been talk of um, him possibly blackmailing her. Wow. And she's been saying, you know, you're ungrateful and things like that. And he's kind of like, whoa, Nikki, you know, we don't do this. We don't. You know, we laugh at people who mm-hmm. get down like this. So, I don't know. It's it's getting really ugly. You know, it is it it is so. I think it's sad because, you know, I listen to the Pink Print, and the Pink Print, honey, it is emotional. It is it is it is it, it has so many elements of being a woman embedded into it. 
uh, into hip hop and into she sings an album too. Um, but there's so much pain in her music, and I think that's one thing why it sold so much because the people can relate to the pain. Um, but yeah, Nikki has always been private. My question to you is, now, you said earlier, okay, I got I got to word this correctly, <laughs> but you said earlier that they've been together for 12 years, and there has never been any outs of them being together until the album drops so i have to ask you're a journalist you're in this industry do you think that this may be a publicity stunt you know what it definitely crossed my mind mm -hmm. it, it crossed my mind but i have to give nikki the respect to say to give her the benefit of the doubt mm -hmm. i mean up until this point i don't like, she's, she's done things for attention, but I've never really seen her sacrifice her personal life mm. for attention. And at this point, she's she's in her prime. She doesn't have to. And even, you know, there was a an interview where she broke down and she got emotional. I just, I don't think she would get that dirty, yeah. you know, f just for publicity. And, you know, she was just kind of like, I don't know how I'm going to survive without this person. You know, I've been my entire career you know, I've, this I've person been has been with them. Yeah. So it's it's really sad. And it's like, you know, you stand back and you watch and you kind of want to shed a tear and hug her and be like, Nikki, it's going to be OK. As a woman, I. It's a hard. It's a, yeah. And I know one statement that she made in the interview that you were talking about, she said that um, she probably if she was if she wasn't a famous rap, you know, a famous rap star, basically, that they would probably be happily married somewhere. Now, one thing that I do want to get into is sacrifices that women made. Do you believe that a woman can have happiness like can, that she can't have it all if this is the lifestyle that she's going after? I think that you can have it all, but there has to be balance. Mm, there okay. has to be balance. And, and I hate to say it, but she did say that part of the breakup was you know she works too hard she's a workaholic she feels like she has to support her whole family and she she does yeah so it's like it's sad and and as a woman I, I hate to say this but if that family is what you want at some point you may have to draw back a little bit and say you know what instead of putting out you know, five albums over the next five years, I'm only going to do two because I'm going to take those other three years to live. Right. To live. Live. And, but you know what? That's another thing. And I think everybody in this room could relate. It is very, very easy to say, take these years off. You're a workaholic, this, that, and the third. But it's a thin line because when you're doing what you love, when you are doing what you love, it is hard because... It's not like she just has a regular job where she's going just to make money. Like, she loves this. She embodies rap to the fullest. Like, she loves what she does. And to take years off from it, it's kind of like you're taking a little piece of yourself away, too. So it's like it's a double-edged sword. It's like if you stop working, you lose that, too. Because, yeah, she has to support her family, but it's beyond that. Like, this is her purpose. This is what she loves to do. And I just think it's so much. Because if somebody told me, like, take a year off for you, I'm be like, what you know? or even not take a year i just i think that if you really look at it there's a way that you can split it okay that yeah. you don't have to stop completely but mm -hmm. nikki's a workaholic yeah and it's it's gonna have to be a time where she's gonna say which one do i want more it sucks that women have to choose it is. and i even think about like my personal life and myself i'm like at some point i'm gonna have to you know and it's the, it's the truth because we're naturally the nurturer and that's a double standard in society. But since we are on the topic of workaholics, uh, I want to talk about DMC from Run DMC. 
<sighs> Since we're in the dish, this this one really excited me. And I, I when I hit you up with the topic, I'm like, we got to talk about it. <laughs> we got to talk about it. I just love it. I love it so much. Uh, well, DMC, uh, Daryl from uh, Run DMC, everyone everyone knows. Hip hop, they, they are pioneers of this game. Um, he is making comic books. And it's called uh, DMC. And it's Daryl Mixed Comics. Very simple, very cute. Now, the thing that I like about these comic books is the fact that it's political. It's very political. And there's superheroes who come to the rescue and they stop racism. And they released, I believe, in October. Uh, around that time, they came out. So um, my question to you is, and, and, and I, you, you know about the books. Mm-hmm. So how are these books relevant to today, today's society? Well, first of all, I think it's right on time. Yes. I think it's, it's, it's wonderful, and I, I applaud DMC for his efforts because he could be doing a lot of things right now. Hello? So to be, you know, investing his money into, you know, our children is amazing, and we our kids don't have a lot of positive things to, you know, look at. And, That's true. And even, like, I feel like our generation is, like, a lot of us are asleep. Mm. We don't realize, now we do because of, you know, the the... I can't even say the the resurrection of police brutality because police brutality never went away. Racism yeah. never went away, but we've just become so desensitized you know, you to know, it. But you know, I think I know why that is. Like social media has brought a lot of things and you can't pull the wool over our eyes anymore. And while we were growing up, um, you know, we didn't have to, we weren't brought up on Martin Luther King, Malcolm X, but our parents were. Right. You know, they were alive when these, they were young, but they still, th- those foundations were there. And I think we're so many generations out that we've lost the essence of the struggle of our ancestors. And Mike Brown and Mike Brown, Trayvon Martin, and, you know, these other unfortunate situations, they're reminders of that. They're reminders of that. I think that's one of the things that it is, and it's making us come together. Right. And honestly, we're doing remarkable things as as a, as a people. And I'm going to get into this topic a little later on the show, but you're about to be, I'm about to go off. <laughs> I'm about to go off. I feel it, so I'm going to stop myself. All right, I'm going right. to stop it. But the comic books are so, back to the comic books. Um, They're so graphic, and they, they have these amazing designs. Like the one of them, I want to show you this one. Okay. But it's like... Uh, you know how they used to wear the sweatpants with the Adidas, my Adidas. So like the song Adidas. I um, mean, he has these 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 CMC um, rings that are go across the fingers. He has the on the gold chain, and he's just like a, a superhero. And that's the cover. And the graphics are amazing on them. Uh, I read a few of them. Amazing, amazing. And I love it because it doesn't. He hasn't run away from the hip hop culture. Right. And when I mean by the hip hop culture, I mean the roots of it. And all of the covers have some type of Pow, DMC power, uh, superpower, excuse me, superhero um, that's on the cover. And it's like he defeats some type of discrimination or racism or something. Some He, he overcomes something mm-hmm. in each of each of these comics. And it, it, it's simply amazing. And if you guys wanted to take a look at these for yourself, it's at DMCcomics.com. So I really, I really think that that's amazing. And it's nice for kids to have superheroes that look like them. That's another great point. You know, that's another great point because, like, like I think that that's so important because there was a study that was shown and it was um a couple of instances and they had a black baby and they had a white baby. These were baby dolls and mm-hmm. the younger kid, they were here. I go, <laughs> they uh they were asking the children who were under five years old which one is good, which one is bad, and they will all point to the darker complected baby as the bad baby and the lighter complected as the good. When in reality, you know, it, it's good for children to see that because when they grow up. They, they keep those type of uh, insecurities within themselves and it grows into to hatred or where, whatever else it grows into. It can even grow into racism because racism isn't just from, it isn't one-sided. Nope. 
So, um, but yeah, it's very important for children to see comics as themselves, to see hoop- superheroes as themselves. Doing positive things. Doing positive things within the community, not just doing in impossible things like flying into outer space but what he's doing is remarkable dmc i'm gonna get you on the show to talk about this you come you're coming (laughs) up here and i'm just gonna be a big fan and just talk about these comics all all day long so um have you seen this this recording ariana grande ariana grande she just put out a recording and i caught a glimpse of it on in touch weekly um and she's doing she's doing uh britney spears i'm not a girl not yet a woman that that song and she sounds just like her, like identical. Like If you would close your eyes, you would think it was Britney. And we all knew Ariana was talented, a talented actor, a talented singer. My question is, would you want to see her in a buy-up for Britney Spears? Because it's coming. It's definitely coming. Britney was the queen. She reigned for years. So would you want to see Ariana play that? And do you think that, and this is another question, and do you think that's what she was trying to push for by releasing this? Uh, it's hard to say what she was trying to push for. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe she just really admires Britney Spears. I would, I wouldn't be against Ariana Grande being in a Britney Spears biopic, but mm-hmm. I just feel like Ariana's like really doing her thing right now, mm-hmm. and we're getting to see her not as a child star, but we're getting to see her as an adult, and she's really flourishing. And I'm really interested in getting to see Ariana. So I would hate for a biopic to kind of, you know. Make her into the girl who played Britney. Right. I would hate to see it overshadow her career. I really want to... Do you think that would be possible with her? Because Ariana's a... She's getting up there. She is. She is. I I would like to see her do more before I see her play someone else. That's what I'll say. Mm. What do you think? I saw... I like Ari. I think she's uh, multi-talented. I think she can play the role. But I do... Like, I kind of agree with what what you said. Like, it can overshadow her because of Britney Spears' iconic role that she's given to pop culture. And that legacy is bigger than where Ariana is right now. Not saying that she won't get there one day, but just right now she's still on a come up. I mean, she gets compared to a lot of different people. So to get get lost in that, it may not be a good thing, but that's like, um, that's a (laughs) double-edged... This boy is a fool. That's a double-edged sword. Um, I'm sorry, guys. There's people who come around this studio doing crazy things while I'm in the middle of interviews. <laughs> but, um, no, that's one of the things I don't want to see from her. Maybe in a few years. Right. Five years I can see her doing it. Do it. Do it, girl. But I'm ready to see Ariana, like, really I want to see up. her do an acting role. Yeah. I want to see her do something beyond Disney because it's there. Mm-hmm. Kind of like when Drake acts because I was a Degrassi fan. I knew Jimmy in a wheelchair. I knew Jimmy before Jimmy was in a wheelchair. <laughs> like, I'm a fan of Degrassi. I still watch it. At Pilar, am I, are we not fans of Degrassi? She's shaking her head. Yes, we're fans. Like, Jimmy was our boy before he was Drake. So I want to see that. I love when I see get to see Drake or Aubrey. Let's call him by his name. I, I love when I get to see him act. Right. Because that's what I know. And uh, to a degree, I was a fan of Ariana before. Because I watched it. I have a nephew, a nephew son. And I um <laughs> watched the Disney Channel with him. And I was a fan. You know, so when you get to see them back in their element, because, you know, they're, they're multi-talented. They're just not... They're not just a singer. You want to see them do everything. So I can't wait for that. Yeah, I, I'm I'm ready. It's coming. It is definitely coming. Well, I have some some more good news. People are either having children or getting engaged, and I think this is so beautiful. I I I love this. I love this. Like I think one of the most beautiful things is two people deciding that they want to spend the rest of their lives together. And I think it's so remarkable when a man just check out this visual this is how i think of a proposal (laughs) this visual of a proposal when a man gets down on one knee 
and he presents a ring to a woman, I think it is the most humbling experience a man can ever go through in his life. Because a man is supposed, it's supposed to be prideful and the bronze and the backbone and stern and never weak. That's just what society sees as men. And I feel like when a man is getting on his knee, it's like him kind of humbling himself to the woman that he wants to share the rest of his life with. So beautiful. Use it, use it, use it, guys. <laughs> getting all mushy. It. Yeah, I am, I am. But Philip, Philip, I. Uh, Philip, excuse me, Philip Phillips. Uh, he was the American Idol winner for, uh, well, excuse me, he was on American Idol. Well, he was the winner of season 11. That just was all tongue-tied. Tied. Um, he proposed to his girlfriend. Um, they both went to Instagram to post pictures of it. And she, um, hold on, there were some beautiful quotes here that I have to read back. Give me a second. Okay, she said, my best Christmas surprise is happening. And she posted a picture with the ring in her hand, just like that, on the tray. And she said, my best Christmas surprise is happening. How would how, Now, here's my question about this, because, you know, I got I to gotta twist it. It's a beautiful thing. I had to get that out the way so people know I'm not hating. Um, do you think that someone who is an American Idol winner can have a successful relationship in this industry? Do you think it's possible to even have that in Hollywood? I definitely think it's possible. There are... Um a few couples who kind of have shown us that it is possible. It's work, mm-hmm. but it's possible. I just think that with any relationship, there are going to be hurdles. There are going to be obstacles that you're going to face. Um, everything is not always going to be easy. And I think that that's what sends a lot of relationships left. Mm. People get into it and they imagine that it's going to be a fairy tale. There is no such thing as happily ever after. Mm-hmm. If you want to be with this person, you're going to have to constantly work at it. So, I mean, his obstacle may be different from my obstacle, but I definitely think that, you know, having a successful relationship, having a successful marriage in Hollywood is possible. You just have to work out the kinks. And I want to get a little bit more detail into that Um, because to a large degree, and I'm going to, I don't, I think it is extremely 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 hard to have a relationship in this business and I'm, I'm gonna be very real about it because you're not always with the person out of sight out of mind and if you guys aren't willing to do those things where and you know you get so busy and you don't see each other you can start to deteriorate and you can start to want to be with you know the people that are around you and start really getting into that lifestyle and if you're a workaholic like 99.9 percent of people are in this industry you can get so distracted. So you guys have to make sure that you guys are on the same page with communication. You guys have to make sure you're on the same page with trust. You have to make sure you guys are on the same page with respect. That is a big thing because if you don't have those three elements, and you, oh, one more, you have to have some type of spiritual connection together. And it doesn't have to necessarily be Christianity or being Muslim, but just something that spiritually bonds you guys together. If it's the same beliefs, then go with it. Like me and my boyfriend, we pray together. Me and my sister we pray you know it works for every relationship every relationship those are the the four elements that you need to have any successful relationship now top throw the industry on top of that baby you just you just got to protect your soul when you come into this thing so to protect your relationship on top of that it takes so much work and it takes so much communication and it takes so much trust and understanding but if you guys have all of that foundation worked on please get a counselor Yes. <laughs> counselor is a must. Yeah, you got to please just get a counselor. Um, Okay, I have I have one more story because I know you, you you have more stories to share with us. Oh, uh, yeah. Okay. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Because I, I was just checking. Um, I have one more that I want to talk about. Idris 
Elva, we were going off about this upstairs. <laughs> we were going off about this upstairs. There has been a lot of contra- controversy, and this is make this makes me upset. I get upset with this one. That Idris Elba, well, there's, first of all, there's been rumors about him playing the next James Bond. Let me backtrack a little bit. Um, there's rumors about him playing the next James Bond. But then there's also controversy, should he play it, because maybe he's not handsome enough. I'm going to just let you go, and I'm going to cool down. <sighs> People are just being foolish. <laughs> there is no question about whether or not Idris Elba is handsome enough to play James Bond. Mm-hmm. I don't even know why any of us are even entertaining that notion. It's ridiculous. It's crazy. And for Idris to hop on Twitter and kind of, you know, well, am I handsome enough? Or what was it that you told me? He's re- he was having, he did a rhetorical response. Mm-hmm. He was rhetorical. And I don't blame him. But, you know, I think it's, and I don't want to sound like the, the the girl who keeps bringing up race. But girl, you know what it is. The role has <laughs> always been Caucasian men. And but I think I think we're in the twenty the twenty first century. I think it's time for something fresh, something new. And Idris is on top of his game. Idris is handsome enough, and he's smooth. What like you you got it when you're thinking of Idris, you can't even say smooth. You got it. He's smooth. Yeah. Like he is just so. He's the ideal man, and I think that James Bond is the. I'm going to see it. I want to know what lady wouldn't see that. No matter what, who who wouldn't rate like if you wouldn't see it in his room, lady, raise your hands. Exactly. Everybody in here will go see this movie. I, would you? Absolutely. We can make it a date. We can go and, together. Oh, let's go. Let's do it. And I'm not even into 007 movies, exactly. but I will be there. And I think that's what Hollywood needs to realize. When mm-hmm. you diversify, you'll get different results. Mm-hmm. Why not cast will. Idris? Please cast Idris. Whoever's making a movie, please cast Idris. We will love you. <laughs> we will love you forever. Please do us that one. Hello. 007. And he would be he would be perfect. <laughs> that little accent. Yes. Yes, he would. Please, please, please. So Jasmine, what do you have going on? Other you write for this amazing website. And you guys see she she always got the scoop. We about to sit here for like another half hour just talking. And we're going all <laughs> upstairs too. But what projects do you have going on? How long have you been working for the outlet that you're on? Well, um I've been I started with Madame Noir as a freelancer. Mm-hmm. And I've been so I've been with the company for close to three years. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've been I'm working actively as an employee uh, for probably about for some time now. So that's really uh, what I'm working on writing. Mm-hmm. I I really want to put out a non I mean a fiction novel. Oh wow! Well, what do you so, want it to be consisted of? I I want to write a really amazing love story, and it's it's in the work. It it may be, it'll be a while before it comes to. Mm-hmm. complete fruition but i'm definitely working on that so look out for that you guys no 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 i gotta get a little bit more detail oh on this boy because when you're, when you're, I'm, I'm about to i'm about to pick you a little bit all right you want to do a love story but what do you want it to consist of is it what type of romance are we, t- are we talking romeo and juliet are we talking love and basketball what are some of the essence in this novel um i don't know what i can compare it to but just like like love against all odds. And I feel like mm-hmm. I kind of touched on that before. Like love is not easy for it's two not. people from completely different walks of life to come together and try to become one. It's work. Like it's you so- have to work at it. And it's, it's like I said, there's no happily ever after things come up. You have to, you know, you have to get through them if two people are committed to being together. I don't think there's anything that you guys should be able to blame on. We broke up because of this or we broke up because of that. Like if you both are committed to, Making, making work, this work, then it, make it work. So I definitely. Are you in a relationship? I am. How long have you been in a relationship? A year and a half. Hi, oh, baby. <laughs> I can tell. I can tell. You you sound 
You sound so happy. I am. Look I'm at her. She's happy. smiling. Oh, that is so adorable. Cool. I write it while you're in love at the top. Of, write it. Write it now. Mm-hmm. Write it while that's how you're feeling. Because yeah. you'll be able to put your art into it. Yeah. I want. You know what? I'm going to have to get you on the other side of the mic and interview you one day when that book comes out. All righty. Sounds good. <laughs> well, if people wanted to check up with you all week long, where can they get you? Um, you can catch me on Twitter. At Jasmine Denise, Jasmine, J-A-Z-M-I-N-E, Denise, D-E-N-I-S-E. Um, you can catch me on Instagram, uh, at Love Jasmine Denise. And yeah, that's that's where you can catch me. And of course, MadamNoir.com. Yes. So. She's always writing over there, Always. Guys. Always. <laughs> well, thank you so much for joining me today. I really appreciate you. You are you are a magical. No problem. I love you. Thank you for inviting me. You're welcome. All of my amazing J-Dolls and J-Royals out there, if you can't get enough of my amazing podcast, make sure you guys follow me on all my social medias to keep up with my moves all week long. That's Madison J, J-A-Y-E underscore. And you know I keep it real. So make sure you guys go and follow me right now. Girl, please. Everybody, it's your girl here, Madison J, and I'm sitting here with the beautiful Egypt. How are you doing today? I am fantastic. Well, you look absolutely amazing. Thank you so much. I tried. I wore my girdle today. <laughs> you know what? You can't leave the house without that thing. I'm sorry. I don't care how small you are. Every girl has a girdle. Yes. Every girl. So we're actually here today uh, for this amazing weekend. Can you tell us a little bit about what you're doing here today? Well, I'm here representing PNG. Charmin, PG Everyday, Olay, uh, as their ambassador for the Oprah's Like You Want Tour. And this is such an exciting experience. I just champion their efforts to bring women together in a space of um, empowerment, in a space of authenticity, where we can just celebrate each other, be our own biggest cheerleaders. I absolutely adore that. And I'm really big on uh, self-empowerment books and helping women, uh, women empowerment. Um, what would be your recommendation to any young woman who is probably feeling down about themselves but needs something to uplift? Do you have any books that you would recommend or any uh, seminars that you think that they should go to? There are a few books that I read. I mean, listen, I'm still a work in progress, and I appreciate that you said, you know, that you inspire me and all yes. these great things. You know, people say that, and I trust me, I appreciate it, I embrace it, but I am still a work in progress, just like everybody else trying to figure it out, and there are moments when I need someone or something to pour into me. And so some books that I go back to, number one, um, Deepak Chopra's Seven Spiritual Laws of okay. Success, um, Wayne Dyer, anything from Dr. Wayne Dyer, um, he just speaks to my soul. And then there's a very little book called The Game of Life and How to Play It by Florence Scovel Shin. It's been reprinted several times over, and you can read it in about two hours. And that's just one of those books that make you say, oh, that's right. <laughs> I knew I knew that. I, I had all the answers. I just forgot. You yes, know? So, yes. Yes. So those books I would strongly recommend. And if, if you have sisters or friends or just going through, give them a nice little care package of all those books stacked together, uh-huh. and they'll be good to go. That's absolutely awesome. Because a woman like you, you know, you've been in television, uh, you've done so much in your career, that women do look up to you and they do admire uh, the accomplishments and the things that you're doing. So that will mean a lot, especially to someone like me. Now, you say you're a work in progress, but I have to ask you, is there going to be a book by Egypt coming out soon? Oh, it's interesting you ask that. My book comes out March 10th. Woo! <laughs> with Running Press, um, and it 
I don't know how much I'm supposed to say, but I'm just gonna go ahead and say it. I think they wanted me to wait, but it's called Keep Calm. It's just real estate. Your stress-free guide to buying your first home. I think I need to pick that up because uh, <laughs> it is stressful. So I'm gonna march. What day did you say in March, right? March 10th is when we're slated to come out. Oh, yes. I I'm going to be one of the first people to pick that up. So uh, what's next for Egypt? What other inspiring things do you have going on? Well, I'm just going to claim it. Talk show. It's coming. I see it. <laughs> I, I see it. Put it in, speak it into existence. I am. Girl. I believe in that. I believe in the power of the universe. Um, I am really developing my Egypt Sharon real estate group. And when I say that, we've expanded. So we're in Georgia and we're in New Jersey. Uh -huh. But we have a, na um, a national hub for referrals. And what that means is, Anywhere you are in the continental United States, if you need help with real estate, I have agents on the ground that I can refer you to who can help you, who, who basically follow my way, my thought process of doing real estate, and that is client first, super service, and the personal touch. Okay, that's absolutely awesome. Well, guys, there you have it. Some exclusive interviews, some exclusive, excuse me. Oh, Go ahead. New season of Property Virgins, November 18th. We're back. I can't wait. I can't wait. You keep doing all the amazing things that you're doing. And you guys, there you have it. Some exclusive information Thank from you, Queen Bay. Egypt. <laughs> Mangled, tangled hair shredding everywhere. Ugh. Ladies, we've all been here. And those companies that promise us up to a year of good hair, stop it. See me, I don't put my stamp of approval on anything unless it's 100% high quality. And that's why I chose Angela's Hair Studio. They're a mobile hair salon of luxurious hair extensions and they're 100% premium virgin hair extensions. They offer lace fronts, silk closures, and everything in between. I've had my hair for over a year and it is perfectly fine and amazing. So if you guys want the hair that is number one, make sure you check out www.angelahairstudio.net. Beauty Fitness. Hi guys, this is Celebrity Wardrobe Stylist Pilar Scratch and I'm here for your one minute fashion tip. Despite what it says on a tag, cashmere is best washed by hand. To dry it, just use a salad spinner which releases excess water and this has been your one minute fashion tip. Hey, it's Tammy Abad and this is my one minute makeup tip with Madison J. So, another thing I like to do when I'm doing my makeup is when I want my eyeshadow, whether it's a MAC eyeshadow or Sephora, Avon or Maybelline eyeshadow. I always try to use Visine. A couple drops of Visine on your makeup brush that you're using to apply the eyeshadow goes a long way. It stays on longer and it doesn't fade away at the end of the night. This is celebrity trainer Tori Key and your one minute fitness tip is to stay off the scale. Men lie, women lie and numbers don't. Yes they do. Stay off that scale. Just work hard, continue eating and continue sweating and continue lifting those weights. And this is your one minute fitness tip from Tori Thanks, Madison. Bye-bye. That was your three-minute FBF tip on The Madison J Show. Five, four, three, two, one. Let's go! What's good, guys? It's DJ Martian, Hot 97, Street Team DJ, representing Queens, New York. Probably the hardest-working DJ that's out right now. 
working hard. If you guys ever want to catch me behind the set, you can always come catch me at LQ's on a Saturday for Lifestyle Saturdays. DJ Martian, Madison J Show. Thanks for having me as a spotlight DJ of the week. Let's get into one of those mixes that you got, Madison. Yeah, I deserve my own TV show. Eat <laughs> shit. Fuck that movie. Entertainment television. Get your camera. Yeah. Yeah, I got a feeling mine, and we gon' make it motherfuck that glass ceiling mine. Is it me all life more like cinema? Let hoes tell it I'm the shit just like an enema. I'm on a megaphone, walking through the DMV, politicking up in the struggle like I'm Petey Green. Now talk to me, I'm zooted on that weedy green. I bounced through it initially, had to flee the scene. I gotta see the feet, eyes on Vietnamese, shit pop by the blow. Though I came from bottom, they never stopped my show. Lay in the garden, stay in apartments, getting Money shady like I'm Tommy from Martin Niggas try to play me when I say I'm an artist Cause the game's saturated with some shit that's retarded But I'm an artist, so I believe in me That's on the need, like eating government meat with cheese Isn't it ironic? Go to rehab, you iconic Go to college, you like chronic Find women in money, they say you demonic Everything wrong with the world, war, drugs, tsunami Find me on the blog spot, leave a comment Working with that good, I let you get that on consignment My Take off their clothes, enjoy the climate FLA fresh, you riding it Holla Feeling fly, feeling fresh, feeling clean Ain't nobody can't fuck with me They say the beauty in the eyes of a holder Good depending on what you see Looking at me What you seeing when you looking at me Looking at me What you seeing when you looking at me Don't really matter cause you looking at me We are into a new segment that I like to call Let's Talk and of course, I'm joined by some uh, some amazing men. I actually want them to introduce themselves because they're a little, I don't want to say crazy, but they're opinionated. So I think we're going to have a good conversation today. <laughs> well, first and foremost, I do want to, well, I'm going to give him an introduction because he is my co-host, um, hmm, the opinionated yet brilliant, hmm. uh, just the win. <laughs> uh, we also have a, a, a guest with us today. So uh, how how are you doing today? Pretty good. How about yourselves? I am doing groovy. So I really, I really, I usually introduce people, but I really want you guys to introduce yourself. All right, you can go first. Um, Y'all want to flip a coin? Nah, I go first. I go first. (laughs) I'm just win. Um, plain and simple. Um, you know, follow me on Twitter at just the winner. Um, but yeah, you know, I'm just win. Thank you for having me, Miss Madison Shea. No, thank you for for the amazing Madison Shea. Do you see that? He's trying to be my friend because he was late. <laughs> That's what that is. You see, he's sucking up to me. It's judgment. Good job, though. That's what he should be doing. I feel judged. <laughs> you are. You are judged. Just know everyone in this room was judging you before you came in here, mm-hmm. including me. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm Azim. I do a little bit of everything. One of them is uh, I contribute to the Huffington Post, big hip-hop fan, interview hip-hop artists all the time. Other than that, I work at a company called Catalyst Live. We do event production, marketing, branding, PR, uh, right now, working with Carmelo Anthony on some stuff, so we could talk a little bit about that too later. Mm. I, we we're going to talk about everything today because Mello. we we had so many uh, discussions off the scene. I don't even know where to start, but no matter of fact, I do know where to start. The common base in this room right now is hip hop. Mm. What and I want you guys before we get into this because this is going to go a little crazy because I got a few questions for you. Um, what is hip hop to you? I think that's the, I can't answer that question. I think that's that's a loaded question because what mm-hmm. hip hop is 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 different to every single person. For me, hip hop was my strength growing up. I grew up in a in a neighborhood uh, where we had no money and just like it was a poor neighborhood. Hip hop gave me 
strength and swagger and determination and perseverance, listening to lyrics by Jay-Z and Fab and Nas, hearing their stories, saying those words over and over to myself again mm -hmm. and again, memorizing those lyrics and truly believing it to that point. So hip hop for me has just been emotional strength. Emotional strength. I like that. Mm -hmm. I like that. And when? Um, yeah, I think hip hop is a culture. I think it's something that, you know, um, like any culture, it starts from, you know, a, a, a struggle, mm -hmm. or, you know, a thing that people are going through. And, and I think that hip hop specifically speaks for the voiceless. You know, mm. we, we kind of started out in the beginning as a culture, not having a voice and a bunch of kids running around feeling like they weren't hurt. And, um, you know, they, they're obviously impoverished and disadvantaged, you know, kids um, where, where it comes from. But it wasn't about race. It wasn't about being black or white. It was more so just about not having a shot, you know, being an underdog. And I think that out of hip hop, we've kind of spawned the, these different things Elements. that we do. Yeah, these different things that we do that are our art, you know, our way of expressing ourselves when nobody wanted to hear us, nobody wanted to listen. You know, it's kind of like Pac said, like, you know, we're knocking at the door. You don't want to let us in. And we're asking. And pretty soon we just started being like coming in the door with the 4-4. Four, four, you know what I mean? Like we just <laughs> we got creative and we, we found a way to be heard. And I think that's the beauty of it. And I think we all kind of like, you know, we kind of eat off of it now because it's grown. You know, as any culture does, it's grown to expand worldwide. So it's dope. Okay, I'm happy you actually brought that up. Culture and spreading worldwide. And that is uh, emotional strength. And it's the voice of the unheard. There has been such a huge controversy lately in the media, and I mean it's everywhere. Anywhere you turn, there's a controversy about what hip-hop is, and this stems from the, I want to say the Azaleas. Yeah. Azalea Banks and Iggy Azalea. Not the Azaleas. Do you like that? You like <laughs> yeah, that? Okay. it's dope. Okay, so um, Azalea Banks recently did uh, an interview on Hot 97, The Morning Show, and she kind of had a definition to what, the hip-hop culture was. And it's basically, to sum it up, it's basically the definition that both of you guys just gave. Um, so my next question to you. Now, do you believe that Iggy Azalea embodies what hip-hop is? I think Iggy Azalea embodies what hip-hop is becoming. Before, I think it's hard to define hip-hop in this close-knit way because it's become so big and so different. Like Chance the Rapper and Pusha T can't be categorized in the same way of music, the same way that Coldplay and the Beatles aren't categorized the same way. And so Iggy Azalea is a different part of hip hop the same way Azalea Banks is in a different way. And I think it's unfair for either of them to confine themselves to this small definition of what this huge movement and culture and everything has become. Mm. And what about you? What'd you think? Um, y'all gotta get more free. Y'all gotta get. Come on, y'all gotta be fun nah, with I this. Even, I ain't even got <laughs> I, I'm just, I just arrived. Um, okay. Like, you know, um, not I, I I don't necessarily think a lot of the stuff she does is hip hop. Mm. I think it's more pop, and that's cool. There's nothing wrong with it. No mm -hmm. one's judging, you know, because I don't feel like we as people have the right to point at art and say that's wrong. There's no eraser to art, you know. So I think that you know she should be able to do what she wants to do. But why do we have to classify it as hip hop? Why does it have to be something that's in that particular genre? Because a lot of the stuff is just not based on what I was just speaking of when yeah. it comes to hip-hop. A lot of it's just having fun. And, and I mean, we've we've always had fun. Hip-hop's always had fun. I mean, we had Kit and Play, yeah. you know, whatever. But we also had Rakim. Yeah. So, you know, like you look at the different sides of it, and, and hip-hop has always been well-rounded. Mm -hmm. At the same time, I don't feel like she should be limited to that genre. Yeah. She should be able to be whatever I think, she is. I think this is, this is how I feel about Iggy. 
I personally, I respect her hard work and I respect her grind. But just the content of her music, I feel like she is a rapper. Yeah. But I don't know if she's hip hop. I don't think that she's hip hop. And the reason why I don't think that she's hip hop is like Eminem is hip hop. Yeah. Eminem is hip hop. It's it's not a race thing. It's the genre. And I just wish like what she's create. I think she's creating a new element of music. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think she's creating a new element of music. I would say she's a pop rapper. And I think, like, and to a degree, like, when Nicki Minaj wanted to cross over, Nicki Minaj couldn't just say, oh, I'm singing now and I'm doing this type of music. She had to own what she was in order for that culture to accept her. Like, she had to say, I'm a pop artist, too. I'm not just hip-hop. So it's kind of like... um. I think it's the double-edged sword theory where I, I get it. I get her grind. I get her struggle. And I'm not taking away from her as a uh, from what she's done. I think that she's creating a new barrier. I think it'd be more monumental if she was to address that. I don't really think, and I think that's why people who, because there's a, I'm going to be real about this. There's a lot of hip-hop artists right now that aren't hip-hop. There's yes. a lot of hip hop yeah. artists, period, that aren't yes. hip hop. But Iggy Azalea is not hip hop. I don't. I don't think she is. I think she's a hard worker. I love what she do. If she wanted to come up here. Come on, let's talk about it. Cause I'll say the same thing to her. I think she's a pop rapper. Does, isn't it the same as Diddy saying, "Don't worry if I write rhymes, I write checks." To a degree. Yo, but it, that's it, the same thing that, that I feel about it. It's like trying to define it isn't as mm-hmm. important as everything yeah. else around it, you know? Exactly. And like she says, like in the tweets where she blasted everybody, she says, yeah. you don't have to buy my stuff. I'm a hip hop pop artist. She knows she's a hip hop artist, whatever you want to call it. She's not telling you that it, she's I, the same classification as Tupac. I ain't want to hear that from her though. I'm just keeping a book. So I how do you guys, how do you, now with the Iggy, the Azalea Banks thing going on, the one thing, okay, I get it. Like, all right, this, this, okay. Let the two ladies lash it out. That mm-hmm. that's girl stuff. That's yeah. girl stuff. It, it's debatable. It's a good, it's a good topic that can stir up. I mean, it's good for both of them, yeah. uh, marketing wise from a PR no, standpoint. Awesome for them. But here's where my bigger problem is: Ti keeps jumping in it. Yeah. How do you guys feel about that? He's protecting his business interests. That, yeah, like he signed her. He makes a lot of money off of her getting bigger, mm-hmm. and part of it has to do with her. Having even though she's not fully accepted by hip hop, he did the same thing when the Snoop thing happened. He just wasn't as public about it. This time when Q Tip went at it, he decided to be more public about defending his business interests. And I think it's wrong that everyone's criticizing him for it because mm-hmm. that's how he eats at the end of the day. But is it? Because the thing is, like, um the average rich person has a a minimum of seven diverse sources of income. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She's just one. Yeah. So what I'm contemplating is like what? Oh, okay. We got we got answers in the room. <laughs> we got answers in the room that that if you want to get on a mic, let me know. I'll just pop open a mic for you. <laughs> but no, um, I feel like um, to a degree, maybe like you're going on these social medias, you're defending your money. But what about your wife? Like in this, this, this is, and I don't. Have you guys seen an interview with Azalea Banks? No, I didn't. Oh man, that. I should have sent y'all that just on some pop quiz. Just watch yeah. this. Just watch this. Yeah. Um, I saw a tweet though. Yeah, but I um, I watched the interview and. She also talks about Tiny, and she says, you have your wife on the show, and your wife can't even read. He's quick mm. to jump on social media and defend Iggy, but my thing is, why aren't you defending your wife? I get I get it. I get he's defending Iggy, but I feel like your wife, because that's your money, too. Y'all got a TV show. Y'all putting your kids into this industry together. That's more of a financial financial income I, I, long run I don't, than I don't Iggy. I don't necessarily know if that's a talking issue, because I think yeah. that's a one of them, I'm going to see you. Yeah, because that's my that's but my family. Says she and I think next you know, I think I think we kind of we kind of found out how Ti felt about things with Floyd. Mm. So you know, yeah, it's yeah. it's one of a. It, I think that's in a different category because when you talk about um, I know I'm a Southern boy. Yeah, and like you know, we talk about the Southern boy family. Mm-hmm. It's it's a different level. Now you talking about his business interests. 
as far as you'll talk about it. Yeah, I think that that's something that he can address in a different, mm. you know, aspect. But I don't, I don't necessarily agree with with Tip. You know, like I think that um, I I like to. I always had always been a um, Ti fan. But at the same, at the end of the day, I have to say, yo, you know what? Q Tip was right. That's what I have to say. Q Tip was correct. You know, Q Tip wanted her to be educated about it and be humble about it and understand that you you eat off of something that we love we yeah. live we've lived our entire lives and you haven't we don't we don't know what y'all do in in australia as aussies and no mm -hmm. disrespect we love you know to hip-hop is all inclusive that's mm -hmm. what we're here for but at the same time do recognize the history of it you know it's very similar to coming up and saying a bunch of stuff to a Jewish person. Yeah. And not has, recognizing the history of the Holocaust. Like, please do true. recognize what we've been through. Just recognize it. Just just appreciate what we've been through and but then we can move from there. Can but, you can you, know? you can you appreciate something if you haven't been through it? Because a lot of artists they put their they put their life experiences in their yeah. music. Ja Rule said the same thing to Eminem before when they were beefing with fifty. He was like, You're not allowed to wear a do rag because you don't ex you haven't experienced black pain. So a do rag is off limits to you. That's the thing I don't like about this, and the reason I think T.I. came to her defense was because she needed a black person to come to her defense I because she is white, right? And so she's white, so mm -hmm. she doesn't know anything about hip-hop. She can't understand it. She's not as educated. She needs T.I. to tell her, like, she's a little girl about this, this, and that. Like, this is what hip-hop is. Like, she gave her a lot of basic understandings of things that anyone who's just even listened to the music would know. So I understood where she was like, this is patronizing. Like, where is this coming from, and why does it have to be public. I'm confused. Okay, but here's here's it seemed here's, like here's... Q Tip did that. It seemed like Q Tip kind of explained the history, where mm -hmm. she was like, "It's patronizing that he's explaining yeah. the history." She came but back. That's what I'm saying. So, like... how do you guys feel about her calling herself a runaway slave master? Who called it? She did in her lyrics. Man, that. See, that's what I mean. A lack of understanding. Like you don't necessarily understand the culture, and I think that it's evolved. Like it's not just hip hop as a culture anymore. It's rap as a genre of music, yeah. and that's two totally different and, things. And she's and a rapper. Do you think that what that she's doing is a disrespect to Eminem? Like how much? Like because Eminem has built himself in this game where he has, like you said, he's earned the respect for from the people who once looked down on him, but he's earned that respect. So everything, you know, he he talks about his experience, and that's one thing I've always respected about Eminem. He's real with his. He talks about his daughter, his mom, what he'd been through. Hip-hop, to me, is just talking about your struggle. Yeah. And it's mm -hmm. kind of like a venting source for the urban community, not necessarily a white person or a black person, or because hip-hop started with, Hispanics too. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It was about it was about diversity and being yourself and expressing yourself through your art. And um, I, I just think don't a, think that's I what think she's a great doing. person, a great example of what you're saying, mm -hmm. or, or basically to answer the question, is what Cole said on uh, Fire Squad. You know, yeah. like um, that's you fair. know, yeah, yeah, for yeah. him to say what he said, a lot of people took it as dissing, mm -hmm. and it's that's crazy. Like you know, like he said in the interview, was like, yo, you you really just looked at the title that they put out on the blog or whatever, mm -hmm. you know, because you, if you really listen to the song, he, it, it was no diss. He wasn't saying this is a diss. And this is not me saying anything negative about Iggy. Mm -hmm. It's saying that like, there, there's a specific thing that we have, you know, that we take mm -hmm. very personally. It's hip hop. It's, it's what we come from. It's our culture. Right. And like, we just want people to understand it. We want people to get into it and kind of understand why it exists. And mm -hmm. then boom, do whatever you want to do. Like live your life with it, whatever. But like, you know, like he was saying in the interview, it was like, you know, that's not a diss. I'm basically saying while we're over here arguing with ourselves about who's the king or who's the best, 
white people will come along and snatch the sound. Yeah, but and like I, you know, and that's exactly what she's done. Like Iggy has taken a sound and mm-hmm. she's flipped it into a pop message. And like that's cool. There's nothing wrong with that at all. You know, but why do we have to classify it as hip hop? It but, doesn't have to be anything, and that's mm-hmm. the beauty of art. Is we don't have to put it, it spawns different things. Is mm-hmm. that for her to be blamed for though, or is that for big corporate companies and media companies taking advantage of the fact that her light skin is going to sell more records and then people buying more records. That's the thing is part of it seems like a lot of this anger and venom is wrongly being targeted at her and the Macklemores as opposed to the people that allow it and make it happen, which are a lot of the like big business people behind the scenes. What? Yeah. That's the thing is I like agree. It, it seems unfair <laughs> that she's catching all this flack. And, I agree like, with that. She's just like I a agree successful with that artist right and she's just like oh, i didn't ask for any of this mm-hmm. maybe she does put on a fake southern accent when she raps exactly but like other than that like she's just like i'm just doing my thing I and people re- keep attacking me. i agree with that but i think one thing that i would i want to see from iggy is I- iggy a little bit more i want to see her struggle i don't always if you want to claim hip-hop cool claim it but iggy had it has had a struggle and it's been in the media but she never really talks about it she never really gets into the details of like. There's a lot of artists in hip hop that don't talk about their struggles. But but let's keep it a buck. You that know. that's true. But yeah. the I'm you talking about the founders. I mean, there there is there yeah. is. But I mean, like he was saying, to a degree, a lot of people demean her because of you know her foundation, where she come from. But how many people would be able to do that if she was to address like, just take her music a little bit more serious and not mm-hmm. be so bubblegum all the time? And I don't mean bubblegum in a bad way. I mean bubblegum reminds me of pop music. Yeah. You're chewing bubblegum. That's just that's just me. Well, I think that's unfair, too. You can't confine art. You got to let people be them. And if it wasn't successful, then you could talk. But, but her, then, her then, stuff is yeah. top of the charts. So, Every like, time. you know, if it's, if it's... But then that's a contradiction because uh, you're saying you, you can't define art, but we already just said that, that hip-hop is art. Okay, I, I can make 30 songs, mm-hmm. and they'll pick the five most bubblegum songs and put them out, and they'll make the most money, and you'll blame me? I gave you 25 I real mean, the general public will. It, well, I mean, hey, whatever you want to do, is that fair to her? That's not fair. You I don't mean, know, I agree with that. It's not fair to her. You don't know what they trashed. Yeah. That's you don't, true. You, know, yeah. you, don't know what they, you don't know what the label wouldn't put out yet. Mm-hmm. You don't know if she even has the, the choice. She's, she doesn't even, yeah. you know, a lot of people don't have, this is a business. Yeah. This is an That's industry. It. That's, That's the true. thing that everyone is forgetting, that at the end of the day, this is art. But it's like, if you want to just be an artist, you can stay broke and do what's really honest and is great. Like, not everyone can be J. Cole, be completely honest with themselves, make real music and still sell records. Because right? not everyone's that dope. Not okay, and that is. this is another thing that just <laughs> exactly. led into the next question that I have. It's about... Uh, what is hip hop? Is it selfish? Self like worrying about self and just getting you and your family out the the hood and living better or and is that a sellout if you are selfish? And is 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 hip hop community based? I think the problem with if you're trying to be a sellout uh is that you have to be honest about the fact that you're trying to be a sellout and that you're there for your business interests. Uh someone who I would say perfectly defines that is Jay. Uh Jay-Z has always in his career said that like um, a businessman first that he didn't make socially conscious records on purpose like if you read decoded he said that he really just didn't make those songs other than like on the blueprint too he had meet the parents right that was the only socially conscious record that he's really done from the start he said i'm a businessman so when he makes decisions where people are like well what are you doing this isn't about the culture it's like well he's been honest with you the thing that i don't like is if you turn around and you say i'm all about the people i'm all this i'm all that and then you make a contradictory, hip- hypocritical move on being about your business. I don't like that. Well, I, I disagree. 
especially when you bring up Jay Z, because mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm, you know, I skim through. Um, do you fools listen to music or do you just skim through it? You know, mm-hmm. like it, there's several songs. I mean, you can go back to Mama Love Me, Pop. Love. I mean, Reasonable Doubt is one of the most real from the heart records that you ever go and listen to. I mean, it's definitely top five on mm-hmm. most hip hop. You know, um, anything. Yeah, top five. So like. Believe when you think about it, I think Jay's been making well-rounded music from the gate. That's just mm-hmm. my opinion. I think it's a matter of taste because I listen to it and I I hear so much like you. He took you to Marcy, you know, yeah. and that yeah. that wasn't so glamorous. That wasn't so like give it to me. That wasn't you know that wasn't so nice or whatever. So I think that it can be done in a way that like Jay Z. I think Jay Z mastered the balance. I give mm-hmm. him the credit for mastering the balance to balance business and putting out singles versus album songs and like yeah. you know when he put out his singles yes they big pimpins that was made for international play you know like he was doing you know um paris you know like lately like he's just he's really mastered the idea of balancing it all but i mean um i think that you you can still make real music and still mm-hmm. have you know your your hits there's nothing wrong getting back to iggy it's nothing wrong with her making the music that she makes we shouldn't confine her to anything but why do we always have to call everything hip hop? Why can't it just be pop? So why can't it be in the Fergie category? With, nobody you, gets at Fergie. Yeah, it's nobody. the same sound. And I don't. I think it's because Fergie came out, and it's kind of like what he, what uh, he said earlier. When Fergie came out, she it, she acknowledged like it, her music was very diverse. It's not just one sound. Iggy's coming in the game, and she's just trying to dominate. Oh, this this is I'm hip hop, not. And now she's slowly but surely trying to change it because more than likely her PR team is on that. But when she came mm-hmm. in this game, Iggy was saying she was hip hop. Let's be real about this. And now slow marking. Okay, Iggy, we're gonna have to change it a little bit because people aren't responding to this. And at the end of the day, you can't be a hip hop artist, and legends aren't really accepting you. Mm-hmm. That's one thing about hip-hop like i get it you got to break barriers that that's what the whole culture is about but um now we now since we're back on the topic of sellouts um <laughs> how do you guys feel about kanye cool kanye it is i i mean if we Jeez. if we talk in hip-hop I, how she do you guys feel there. about kanye i think kanye she going there Kanye is an interesting... So I'm going to let you start on that one. <laughs> wow, wow, wow. Wow, I feel, I feel the, the pressure on this side of the room. Like, um... Nah, I Be think, honest, be honest. Oh, of course. There's nothing to yeah. just win, but honestly. Um, I have to say with Kanye, you know, um, I understand what Kanye's doing. Yeah. Kanye's very calculated, mm-hmm. in my opinion. Um... At the same time, I'm not a fan of some of the the like I'm not a as big of a fan as some of the stuff. But I think that's a matter of taste. Um, I just think that Kanye, and I'm gonna keep it this simple: Kanye does not need PR. No, he doesn't. He do, he's his own PR, and I think <laughs> I, it's that simple. I think it's it's you know Kanye has a way of making a spectacle out of things, and mm-hmm. and I can appreciate that about him because that's an art in itself. And besides that, the music is usually dope. You know, usually strong and, and well calculated. But I mean, I have to say, like, altogether, I think that um, you know, you could say like the I've I've heard the sellout thing and you know, yeah. whatever. Um, I wouldn't call Kanye that because Kanye does speak from the heart. Like he he speaks his mind on things and, and you have to appreciate that. Um, along with that, I think Kanye's kind of migrated mm. lately. Yes, that's out into the that is true. Kardashian world. <laughs> <laughs> and that, that's me keeping it a, a total buck, you know, mm-hmm. and, and 
and I'm not as much of a fan of of some of that stuff. You know what I mean? Like that's not that's not my thing. But to each his own. I mean, he's he's going into the fashion world, so he's expanding his brand internationally. A lot of people don't understand Jesus is an international song. I yeah, agree with re- that album. It's made for you know the overseas. Call. Yeah, it's made for everybody. Whereas when you go back to college dropout, late registration, graduation, I mean, he was attacking hip hop culture from the core. Yeah. And we felt him that way. But it's not like that no more. And I don't blame him. I just recognize that, hey, I'm it's not me as much. I think he's just evolved and and he realized that just like Jay, one thing I'll say is that he had reasonable doubt. Right. But now he's doing Tom Ford. And the reason he's been around for as long as he is, is because he's learned to be able to evolve with the marketplace and with the with the media and everything. Kanye's done the same thing where on College Dropout, he put out a song like Family Matters and like he has songs like Jesus Walks Mm -hmm. and then like slowly really changed because I think part of it was the game that changed him. I think he was a lot more innocent, naive, like, you know, George Bush hates black people, like really like that. And then he started seeing if I want to. Oh, doesn't care about. Oh, (laughs) doesn't care about. You know, like just like throughout his career, you've seen him change as a person. You know, when 808s came out was after his mother died and after, uh, forgot her name when him and her broke up. And so it's like throughout the stages, he's just evolved. I think that's been the Kanye thing is that he's been dealing with each step of what fame and success and everything is. And I don't think he's necessarily a sellout as much as someone who's just like been in the game for a really long time and has adapted. I, I think I agree with that. I think I think I agree. I think like like uh, Winsor earlier, he could actually be his own publicist. But to a degree, that's what it takes to be in his industry. You can't just rely on one person to do one thing. Because I know like for me, for example, and I'm pretty sure you guys can relate. I do everything mm-hmm. because you never want to be on where you're dependent on somebody, then they don't come through. Yeah. And mm-hmm. that's just that's just that's just the name of the game. Now I just want to talk about business relationships in hip hop. Business relationship. Do you think that the icons that we do have in hip hop, they seem to have elevated because of their women? Or they elevated once they got women, like they did the crossover. Do you think that like maybe B and Kim have do you think they'll be as successful if they did not marry who they are married to right now? The guys or the or the girls? The guys. We talking about hip hop. Yeah, I think Kanye, so. Jay. I think hundred percent. I think, I think um, part of it definitely comes from understanding that it's a good business relationship for yes. Jay Z and for Kim. But I think the other thing is is also when you get to the level they're at, no mm-hmm. one else can understand the life that you live and mm. the person that you are other than someone who's at the equivalent role as as the other gender. So someone who calls herself Queen B can only be with the King Hove, right? And I think like it, just like as egos work, as personalities work, everything about it, there's no other way. And really, like if you look at Kanye and Kim, they're very similar in those ways, too. Mm-hmm. It's like they're very brilliant people who aren't taken as seriously as they really should be for <laughs> for their genius. That's true. You know, it's like Kim Kardashian has created an empire. Like, I don't know why people look at her at, like like an idiot. Like she was on uh, that Paris Hilton show before as a stylist. And now, like last time they re-signed Keeping Up with the Kardashians, it was a $50 million deal. She has an app that they say is worth over $100 million right now. Like, she's not dumb. Didn't it make like $90 million yeah. in the first month? Yeah, it's like she's not dumb, but she's not taken seriously the yeah. same way that Kanye isn't taken seriously. So as much as I think it's definitely been their business interests have aligned really well, is that I think they don't have anyone else they could be with. Like Jay-Z couldn't be with a normal person who isn't as big of a celebrity because they just wouldn't get the life. It just wouldn't work. They're on different levels. I think that's true. When you over there quiet, you look like you pouting. Nah, I just, 
I think that like we we kind of reaching like you mm-hmm. know um, honestly I don't know it why w- what what do they do what they do in their personal life is is totally like you know mm-hmm. is totally on them we don't know mm-hmm. I, and I think we we as people from the outside you know spectators we speculate mm-hmm. so much like you know we try to figure it out because they're who they are and they have the level of success that they've had and establish themselves the way they have but we don't really know the dynamic of their relationship so i can't really speak on how they are or why they do what they do mm-hmm. i can say that i believe that kanye and kim is totally different from j and b because i think that j and b there's an age gap and and it started from her being like 18 16 yeah i met her like no, wait, they, they've been put, together since she was 21 but he put it in a song i met her when she was 16 yeah when he yeah. was 20 and i knew oh, wow. 16 yeah and he said i knew that. i knew yeah. you know so like with with that you know knowing that information it's like okay you know he he obviously had to wait on her to become of age you know like it's, it's like a, a growing process that they've kind of grown through life together you know whereas kim and Kanye, they were already established. Yeah. I, like, and I, I'm not, I'm not the one to keep up with the Kardashians as much. <laughs> Me either. But like, I, I peeped the show a couple times, and I just happened to peep the show when Kanye was on before he was with Kim when she was yeah. back dating the other boys or whatever. And it was just like, you know, Kanye was kind of like the friend that just came, kicked it with him, they went shopping oh type thing, whatever. Yeah, he was in friend zone, uh, I guess. Whatever. I didn't know that either. It might have been by choice, but either way though, mm. they were established as who they were. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So I think that's a different dynamic. I think that kind of speaks but more to, to a what degree, you're saying. But you know to a degree, but to a degree, J and B were already established too. What people don't like, J Beyonce had had already established her iconic role in, with Destiny's Child. That's an iconic singing yeah. group. Yeah. So she True. had she was already established, and Jay Z had the blueprint. But, Everything but, was already there. But, they but, were established too. Nah, but I think Jay was the king. At the time, Jay was the black album king, though. Jay Z, who he is now, is very different. Like when he was, he the is bla- yeah. international. The, the black album Jay Z was like I would still tell my friends in the suburbs about who Jay Z was, and like the hip hop fans knew, and none of the suburban moms knew what Jay Z meant, right? Mm-hmm. But now Jay Z is at the level that any house you go into knows who Jay Z is, and I think it's in big part to the fact that by marrying Beyonce, he opened himself up to a different market that he didn't have access to because he was as big as he could be back at the Blueprint in terms mm-hmm. of, like, as a hip-hop artist, right. the king, everything. But Beyonce really, really helped his business I, I agree totally with yeah. that. I'm only a little into the yeah, 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 we yeah. could only understand each other thing. But you like, get what I'm saying? So, it's, like, it was, it's kind of like, okay, well, if, if I'm 32 and you're 21... It mm. it isn't necessarily like we're in the same world, you know yeah, what I mean? Like yeah. I'm I'm on a totally different true. plane, especially true, true. coming out as mm-hmm. the king of hip hop. Yeah, yeah. Which Jay made no bones about they... it. I sold dope. Yeah, you know, like <laughs> come on, you know, yeah. I'm not. I don't come from the burbs. Everything wasn't like a boy band or a girl band, you know, like Destiny's Child thing. And I'm out here, really. I came from nothing. I was out the trunk. We was yeah. really out yeah. Brooklyn, like right Rockefeller. Yeah. Ride I think Destiny's Child made you know Soldier I mean? strictly yeah. off of how she felt about him. About Jay. Yeah, yeah, I swear to God, Soldier was made strictly yeah. of it. But here, I think, I think, regardless everybody, of how they, yeah, everybody knows she got a little edgier when. That's. Yeah, I was just about to make you. a point yeah. about that. It's not. I think. They're stru- they're structured like like you said earlier they're they're at that level where they really can't have anybody who has that much success even when they already had got together but I think in both situations it's ingenious yes mm-hmm. because they be open like 
like you said, Beyonce got more edgier when she was with Jay. Jay got more, um, I want to say, finesse. That's a good word. word. That's a good word. word. He agree. got more finesse. And now Ye is in into fashion and ways. And now more hip hop heads. Like you said, you don't know none of the Kardashians, but you know Kim yeah. because of um <laughs> because of, of Kanye. Kanye. So it's like they cross market each other. And I, it's, it's ingenious. A thing. And in any relationship, real talk, any relationship in your life, whether it be your mother, your brother, your sister, all of it should be a business to a degree, especially if you get to that level. It's all business. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's all business. The closest people to you are more than likely going to be your family members. But like B got her cousin doing her hair and her tie, um, Ty Hunter, her stylist, shout out to Ty. Um, <laughs> he's been styling her since before Destiny's Child. Word. So they keep it very close knit. So of of course, you're going to throw business in with your spouse. Yeah. That's yeah. just, it's ingenious. And now even the kids, they're trying to go. Like, they know the paparazzi. They're going to be brands. Their money is so long because of how they decided to structure. And that's North and Blue. Yeah. So I, I think it's ingenious. I mean, Northwest has already been a model for Chanel. For and Chanel. She's not even, she can't even talk. And she's been a model for and Chanel. And Blue Ivy had a soundtrack, like, when she yeah. was three, like, a yeah. couple of minutes yeah. old. Yeah. Insane. And it's I dope. hope to be there one day. I mean, but that's, isn't, isn't that dope? I mean, yeah. as an artist, as someone, yeah. who, this art. is what you love to do, mm-hmm. to involve your child in this. And, and, like, I think that a lot of people aspire to that. I think there's a lot of jealousy out there because there's of that. a lot of and jealousy. And that's where a lot of the negativity comes from. Bingo. Yeah. We had a conversation we before. Don't, yeah, we don't accept. We... I, this is this is this is really rough for me to say right now. People are probably gonna be pissed when I say this, but African Americans don't want to support something that's positive until another race wants it, mm. and that's just what it is. We never support our own. Now we want to defend hip hop, but how much how how much do we really support what's ours? And to a degree, that's our fault because we don't support each other. We could have somebody out here that that that's trying to open up a business. Mm. African American, nobody wants to support them. Oh, she thinks she's this. She thinks she's that. Mm-hmm. But we support the strippers in the club. You down there every Tuesday, and I get it, sex sells, but at the end of the day, nobody wants to support what's positive. Yo, and that's what hip-hop was. Very true, very true. I think it's a, But I think it's bigger than that. I think it's much bigger than just black people. I think it's capitalism. Yeah, it is definitely and, capitalism, and, but it goes and, back to what you know. Ninth Wonder said about this Iggy Azalea situation. He was like, yo, like I don't care for Iggy. And me personally, I don't either. I don't <laughs> listen to her music. I don't buy her music. <laughs> but Ninth Wonder said the same thing, is that none of you guys support your artists with your $10, and now you're going to talk about cultural appropriation all day long. Mm-hmm. Where were you when you decide not to buy an artist's music until everyone else thinks they're hot? Exactly. Make, make your artist hot. Because me personally, in the last week, I pre-ordered Lupe's album. Mm. I picked up, I bought J. Cole's album. And just the other day, I picked up Fab's album. Can we give this man a hand clap? Everybody <laughs> in the room, just no, clap. Like, give this man a hand so clap. It's, it's, That's just, it's like, I, I feel like I have a right to critique music because I support the artist's financially the mm. ones that I personally support because if I don't support them financially and I just download their music for free then when they stop making music well that's partially my fault and mm-hmm. so I agree with that know, so to be able to critique it you have to you can't be the person who's like oh last time I bought an album was like Ja Rule Crown. I'm not buying you know? an album like yeah. those and those are the main people with opinions yeah, those are the main people with the opinions and so like Ninth Wonders put it really 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 well that way where he was like I don't care for her music at all well okay I think this is something that kind of stems back to the labels you mm-hmm. know and that's me getting into the music industry a little more you know um you know the way music used to be distributed was totally different you know it used to go to the it was more of a mom and pop situation you go to mm-hmm. the fye or the sam goody and you cop you know and you felt like you were like really Supporting. vintage hip-hop like you yeah. would walk in and you would cop it was almost like you was copping the wax like you know yeah. but you was getting your cd or whatever and you pay your 69.9 the thing is yeah. the the thing is 
you you would go cop these albums for sixteen ninety nine. I remember this like clearly, and and you would get four songs that you like, and it'd be fifteen songs, and you and you have to like, like really look at yourself and be like, was this really worth it? You know, yeah. like singles used to be like three ninety nine. Yeah. So the way things were set up were kind of, like it was skewed, and then Napster came. Boom. Nobody expected the internet. And then people the started internet. being able to download. You, you know what I'm saying? So like, it, it's kind of like the the public responding, the consumer mm-hmm. responding to how things were distributed to them. And like, I think that you know, it's still tough to catch up with how music is being put out to the people. Yeah. But to to tie it all together, like you're right. You you know, we we jump on success as a as a group as as a black. I'm black. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? Like I, I feel like as black people, we definitely jump on success. And eat, and to take it even further, the hood. Mm. Let's just go there. Yeah. The urban community, the hood, the disenfranchised group. Like we don't feel as it's like I I compare music to water. You know, you can go to the water fountain, or you can cop a bottle water. Mm. Yeah. And oh, really, okay. the bottle water is more so about the packaging. Yeah. Yep. Because that I mean, water is like brand. water. water. I, we should we expect that for free. Yeah. And music has become that way. We just kind of we expect it for free. Yeah. But we don't understand that it takes time, money. Because people don't think that celebrities are human beings. They don't see them as humans. People don't respect. You know what it is? It goes even further. It was something I was thinking about the other day. People don't respect rich people problems. And that's Mm. something no one's willing to talk about. (laughs) That's true. That is real. That's real. It's like it's same thing Mm. as like white privilege, let's say. But rich people problems in particular, like rich people have very, very real issues that come with having money, not being able to be there for your family, like all the, Biggie the said it best. That come. Yeah, like more money, more <laughs> problems, a very real thing. But people are like, I don't feel bad for you because you're rich. That's... So like, you know, I'm not going to buy your album. Like you could wear that gold chain. Oh, word. So like you have a kilogram. More than likely they yeah. got it for free yeah. just to wear yeah. at the event and yeah. got to give it back. But yeah, continue. so it's like, oh, you could wear a kilogram gold chain. Like, why should I spend my $10 on you? Like, I'm downloading for free. Mm-hmm. And, like, they don't, like, people don't value and respect art. Like, like he said, like, it takes time. Like, if you're, as an artist, too, it's not something, like, you can just kick out. Like, it takes time, effort, yep. patience. You have to work with people, scheduling. There's so much involved that for you to just be like, I, su- I genuinely like you. I support you with my 10 bucks shouldn't be a problem. But because of Napster and Spotify and Pandora, we don't think it's worth it anymore until it comes time for people to, as a group, start criticizing someone. Like mm-hmm. everyone jumped on, you know, getting at Iggy now that like racial tensions are high. And all of a sudden now the only one, the only thing anyone wants to talk about is Iggy. But like she's been popping for a while. A while. You know, like a while. Know. And another one that, that kills me, too, is the people that are saying, oh, why aren't Kanye? Why is Kanye not saying nothing now? Everybody was calling this man crazy all mm-hmm. year long, mm-hmm. all year long yeah. talking about black politics. But now it's oh, where's Kanye? Yeah. Yo, what? the Pick, pick, which do you want? It's like you can't win with people. Like, we don't support and we don't want to hear, oh, he's crazy. He's just going on rants. No, he's not. But now y'all want him to speak out after y'all kick this man back in. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And that's exactly why he stopped is, like, when he was completely himself, he got... and it's sad. We got to start respecting. <laughs> Watch it. So. Nah, but you're right. You're right. I, I totally We got to respect artists more. That I think that's just, that's what it is. And we have to, as a community, because it has to start here. Like there's, I, like my friends, if they're selling something, they'll be like, oh, Madison, I'll give it to you for free. Just talk about it on your show. I'm like, no, I'm going to support you. Yep. I'm going to buy it. Just give me a second. You know, it might not be in my budget or whatever the case may be. I'm going to buy it from you. No, Like, you, we got to support you, you each know, other. You know, and, and like, I, I totally agree. I think that as a businessman myself, as a business person, I think that um, 
we've done ourselves a disservice. Mm-hmm. Um, we disrespect our product. Not in many industries do I like we, that we hand out music mm-hmm. or hand out product. I mean, and it's okay to give out samples. Everyone yeah. does that. I mean, everybody has to sow seed. We yeah. all got to sow seed. That's what that, I was about that, to say. Wait. You know, okay now. Like, yeah. you know, of course. I mean, if, even if you go to like a t-shirt brand or mm-hmm. if you go to, I mean, you can go to Clorox. They're going to hand out little pods. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. They're going to they're gonna yeah, do yeah. certain things to get their product out. But not to the extent that we do it. We put exactly. out in, our entire mixtape mm-hmm. for free. And, and we hand it to you, yeah. and then we expect people to take us seriously as a product. And I think some of that is on the artists and the label. I think that we, you know, the consumers play a part, but I also think the producers play a part because I think that we have to get back to taking ourselves seriously as business people instead of just being these people who want fame. That's true. And we, mm-hmm. we fall for the whole trick of shortcutting for the fame rather than being the type to say, you know what, I want to leave a mark that can't be erased. And that's business. That's yeah. what's going to create a niche for you where people will respect you for years on years on years on years, like Prince, mm. like D'Angelo. Yeah. I love D'Angelo Prince. could D'Angelo. pop up out yeah. of nowhere, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and, like, <laughs> yeah. and and J. Yeah. Cole is telling people on Twitter he'll come visit them, but only if they cop D'Angelo. You know, it's yeah. like, it's like <laughs> yo, you know, the respect level is there from everyone. And I think that. It, it it goes to show the level of integrity that D'Angelo had in his product and saying, you know what, I'm not going to come out with something every two minutes just to, like, you know, make you feel like I'm pleasing you. Quality. I'm, I'm, we it's need gonna, quality. I'm going to stay true to my art and this product, and we're going to be business people. You yeah. I, I and, and, and that's another thing. We have to start putting out quality music again because I'm sorry. I don't want to hear about who's in a club. Like, that's – I don't care I really, I don't care, but don't get me wrong. Everybody needs a little, I guess, hyper say, up music, but that's just, it's, it's, it's too much. It's too degrading. Let, let's be real. We degrade, we degrade each other in our music and mm-hmm. it, it's, it's not okay. It's not okay. Hip hop has taken a turn, but I do think that positivity is on its way back in, but that's yeah. just my opinion. Yeah. Mm. I do. I, yeah. I mean, but that's the the optimist. And I think positive. I know. Can <laughs> hug. Ugh. You know what's crazy? I I don't know. I th- I think it kind of comes and goes. Like, look at the Kendrick I record. Yeah. How mm. everybody kind of like flipped on Kendrick. Like, yo, what is this what? trash? Yo, what, I, I agree. What's, what's this? I'm but like, hip hop doesn't like positivity right now. It's true. Because if you put out something like, no offense to Pusha, but you put out a song like, move that dope, right? Like, it's very clear. Like, you could say, like, it's an allegory to talking about I push out dope music, okay? Like, but, like, to say, like, I push, like, it's very clear, like, about drugs, right? And so yeah. everybody is like, yeah, 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 hip-hop, hip-hop, hip-hop. But then, and they want to call it cultural appropriation and, like, when a white person does this with Iggy's doing that. But no one wants yeah. to talk about the misogyny, the violence, the drug dealing, glorifying it. I mean, look, look what's going on with Schmurter right now, right? He, mm. like, I think what's Good going point. on, I think what's going on Great with Schmurter is so wrong because... All we do recently is criticize hip hop artists for not being real because we have Officer Ricky. No mm-hmm. offense to Ricky Rose, <laughs> but like, right? <laughs> like, but like, we have we we want to always talk about like, oh, these artists are just actors. Like, you know, they're not real artists. These are just actors. These are frauds, right? But then we have Schmurda come out, who's very serious about what he does. Everything he said in that track, like Mitch really caught a body about a week ago, right? <laughs> and, so, <laughs> and so like, and and now that we have the artist that's doing that, now we're like. You know, how could our youth be doing stuff like this? And it's like, what do you mean? Like, are you you serious? Because honestly, I I say this all the time. Music and media are the two most powerful tools in the world. Mm -hmm. Music and media. And look at our music and look at our media. But we got to change. I think that that's as simple as it goes. And you just 
you got to surround yourself with people who want the change too, because you can't keep catering to people that's just not listening. I, th- yeah. I think it's up to the artist to 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 like, you know, have the. We do have a responsibility as yeah, artists to have the 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 I guess the courage, and and the, the confidence mm-hmm. to put it together. Like, you know, be who you are, be yourself. Yes, and mm-hmm. stop trying to be what th- what you think is going to be this process hit. Or yeah. what you think is going to be successful. It's okay to to make something that loves yourself. Because that's mm-hmm. what we're supposed to do. Totally agree. That's how we're supposed to be. That's I mean, that's a positive thing. How can you love anyone until you love yourself? Yeah. You know, but Amen. we don't want to pump that kind of stuff. And I think it kind of creates this hollow thing. Like this mm-hmm. hollow yeah, feeling this in our music. Yep. To where, like, we can't be fed off of this. True. I can't maintain my life off of this. I think that music has become a distraction. Yeah. The mm. radio, I, I get in the yeah. car and I'm Wait like, a I, I cut on the radio just to be distracted from my life a little while. Because, I mean, it's not real. It's not going to get me. I cut on Cole. I cut on Kendrick. I cut on Crit. I cut on, like, these artists who really have substance. And I'm mm. like, hmm, yo, that one record right there, yep. that woke me up this morning. You know, yeah. like, that type of thing. We don't have as much of that, and we need to get back, back to that. Back to it. But I think that has to do with the the production of it. I think more artists it has to more. It, it is yeah. bigger than that. It has because... What artists are doing today are they're ca- they're catering to the general public, and this is what the general public wants to hear. Yeah. So it actually starts with the community and what we want, what we have, our what we're listening to, and what we're actually putting our money in. People pay more to listen to Ratchet. Yeah. And if you don't believe me, look at Love and Hip Hop. Yeah. Like people <laughs> pay more for Ratchet than they do for Positivity, and it's something that we have to change, starting with our youth. We have to change starting with ourselves. Like, I don't want to be corny, but like Michael Jackson said, you got to look, start with the man in the mirror. Yeah. <laughs> and I knew it was corny. That's why I said yeah, it beforehand. I knew it, it. was corny. I, I, I had to. You could have made the Mind Wheezy Bruno Mars reference too. <laughs> Same thing. <laughs> but guys, I wanted, what, final thoughts. Final thoughts on hip hop overall. I really hope things get better. <laughs> Yo, just, you, just you summed that up well. I, I think it's lucrative. Yeah. And I appreciate that. Yeah, I appreciate the 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 ability to make money and and feed our yeah. communities with it. Mm-hmm. But I think that we we got to get back to being real artists because we can't expect people to love us and yeah. appreciate us without loving ourselves and appreciating ourselves and yeah. you know whatever. So, yeah. Thank you for having I me. I agree on today, that. Man. No, yeah, thank yeah. you. Can I, let me thank you guys first. Well, thank you guys so much for being on my show today. I really really appreciate this conversation. It was needed. It yeah. was definitely yeah. needed. Um, well, you guys, stay tuned. I'll be right back with my closing affirmation right after this commercial break. Hey, ladies, are you fed up with split ends and dry hair? You know, the stuff that gets tangled and you can never get through it. Or do you just need a little bit of moisturizer in your hair to give it that chic look that we all deserve? Well, me personally, I use the Pomade Shop. Yep, that's right, the Pomade Shop. They are all natural shampoos, conditioners, and everything in between. It's for growth, for curls, for moisturizer, for shine, and for style. If I were you, I would head over to www.thepomadeshop.com to pick up my bottle today. Hey J Royals, so the empowerment of your mind does not just stop here on this podcast. That's right, there's a whole brand of Madison J out there in the world. From Madison J TV on YouTube to MadisonJ.com. Now there's a flood of celebrity sit-down interviews fashion tips, beauty tips, affirmation series, and so much more. Why wouldn't you want to go and subscribe? Make sure you guys head over today to get your daily dose of the Princess of Entertainment. Give me some. Mangled, tangled hair shredding everywhere? 
Ugh. Ladies, we've all been here. And those companies that promise us up to a year of good hair, stop it. See me, I don't put my stamp of approval on anything unless it's 100% high quality. And that's why I chose Angela's Hair Studio. They're a mobile hair salon of luxurious hair extensions and they're 100% premium virgin hair extensions. They offer lace fronts, silk closures, and everything in between. I've had my hair for over a year and it is perfectly fine and amazing. So if you guys want the hair that is number one, make sure you check out www.angelahairstudio.net. Hey guys, thank you so much for tuning into the Madison J Show. Uh, I appreciate all of you J Royals and J Dolls so much. Um, and we have reached that time of the show again where we are at our final affirmation. Um, it is a new year. And with new year, me brings new hopes, new dreams, new challenges, new obstacles to overcome. And when I was preparing for this week's affirmation, I thought to myself, what would I, what message would I want to give to my J Royals uh, for the new year to help them? Because I feel like you guys deserve a treat. You're so supportive and you're so, you know, dedicated to listening to the show. And I just wanted to give you a treat. So this week's affirmation is about stepping out of your comfort zone to prepare for success. Now, I know it might sound crazy. How do you prepare for success? Uh, we never know when it's going to happen and we never know what to expect. And all people say is keep going, keep grinding, and you'll reach success one day. It's going to come to you. But People don't like to talk about the struggles and the hardships and how to overcome those obstacles in order to reach that foundation of success that everyone kind of gloats about. So what I've decided to do for 2015 was to give you guys four major keys into succeeding and receiving success. Uh, these four keys are the guidelines for all wealthy people. And I say wealthy, not rich. Rich are people who just run into fortune and they usually, uh, they're out of it in a couple of years. But wealthy people who, who want to grow, like the Walmarts of the world and the person who owns the patent for Scott's toilet paper. I'm talking about wealthy people. These are the guidelines that they use. Uh, so the first rule would be waking up early. Now, this is very, very important. Everyone says there's not a lot of time in the day to complete their task. I overhear that. I, people overuse it. I overhear it. And every time someone says it to me, I always tell them we make time for things that are important to us. Now, if you wake up two hours early, you'll be able to, you know, work out. Uh, go running around the park. I know there's a lot of people who whose New Year's resolution is to lose weight. Um, you can, if you wake up two hours early, you know, just jog around or you could straighten up your house or organize or even cook breakfast. You know, that's the most important meal of the day because that's the energy for the rest of the day. So when you're waking up two hours early, you actually get the essence of the day and you'll see that there are two divisions of the day. There's the morning and the afternoon. If you're waking up at 12 o'clock, you have missed a whole day. So for this New Year, I want you guys to put that into your regimen. I want everyone to take it upon themselves, make a mental note and an affirmation to wake up two hours early each day. My second affirmation is probably my most favorite. It's reading. 
it's very, very important to read at least 30 minutes a day. Uh, and you can actually mix up the materials that you read. You can read something uplifting. You can read something educational or informative. Uh, you don't have to necessarily stay in one mind frame. You can be diverse and, and pick up different knowledge to read because I think that knowledge is power. And I know it sounds corny and it sounds cheesy and it sounds cliche, but it's very, very important to obtain knowledge for yourself. You never want to be someone who goes off of someone else's biased opinion. And that's why it's very important to seek out information and to really understand uh, what you are reading and what you are doing with your life. Because if not, it's very easy to get mixed up in the, the quote unquote hype of everyone else and you forget the essence of who, who you are. So it's very important to read. Me personally, I like to read uplifting and affirmations. And that's kind of why I bring it to you guys every week. Um, um, because I've been through a lot of obstacles in my life and sometimes you need those encouraging words and you need to get to know yourself beyond the flesh. Who are you as a spiritual being? And so knowledge is power. Knowledge is knowledge is power. Knowledge is power. And I don't think I can say that enough. But the number two most important element of stepping out of your comfort zone is reading. Step three, prioritize. This is so important, especially if you want to be in the entertainment business. Prioritize, prioritize, prioritize. Everyone has about a thousand diverse projects going on at one time in this business. And so it's very important for you to to map out everything and see what is the most important to accomplish at the moment and then tread downward and see, you know, and see what's next and then forward and, and ongoing. Um most successful and wealthy people have seven diverse sources of income. In order to be successful in this life, you cannot depend on one source of income. So that's why prioritizing is very important because you will learn what is going to make you the most money and what is going to get you to your goal quicker if you prioritize. It's it's very important. And what I recommend is don't use the calendar in your phone because planners are the essence of prioritizing. You need a calendar that you can carry or a planner that you can carry with you in your bag so that you can visually see it. When you wake up, you see what meetings you have and you see what your schedule is like. And that way you are helping yourself prioritize better. Step four, my final affirmation of stepping out of your comfort zone would be implementing small habits into your lifestyle. Uh, this is the essence of attracting the life you want. If you start if you start, you know, preparing yourself to do good things, eventually those will become habit. And the same thing with negative things as well. Um, it, me personally, I think it takes three months to make anything a habit. If you tell yourself, OK, I'm not going to curse anymore. And you say and you keep that in your mind, and you're consistent with it. Eventually, all curse words will be eliminated from your vocabulary. So if you start implementing small habits into your life, like waking up two hours early, 30 minutes reading and prioritizing, then you will be on the right path to stepping out of your comfort zone and into success. And guys, that actually wraps up my affirmation for this week. Thank you so much for listening to the Madison J Show. And I cannot wait to join you guys again uh, next week for an amazing show. We have so much lined up for you in 2015. You guys all have an amazing week and I will see you again right here on the Madison J Show.